Good morning. It's 9.30, Friday the 27th of March 2020. It's Bright Storm Friday. It must be time for radio blogging. Yo, yo, what up? This is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. Keep this frequency clear. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9.30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. And a very warm, sunny, gorgeous uh, morning to you all. Hello, hello, hello. It's Bright Storm Friday and have we got another spectacular and fantastic show for you this morning. We are live until 10.30. The show is then packaged up and put back onto the website as a listener game player. We'll tell you where to find these. Some of you have said you've had some difficulty trying to find that. Don't panic. We'll show you where they are. They're all on the website, packaged up with all of the actions all of the activities so that you can play the whole show again and actually blog along in your own time at your own pace that's very important to us we want you to enjoy the show live and by live we mean we can receive an email from you we are of course available to you radioblogging at gmail.com you can go to the website on the padlet and you can put a shout out and a request on there you can text me in the studio here using a mobile phone our text number is 07624802272 that number one more time 07624802272 texts are free from most mobile numbers and your data is safe with us and that applies to everything you do we have your safeguarding at the most forefront in our minds your data is safe we do absolutely everything everything is authorized it is checked by an educator before the posts are put up there and that is really important to us There's no odd advertising anywhere on the site. That's very important to us indeed. We have an amazing show. We want to tell you so many things. And thank you to all of our listeners. You've been incredibly loyal to us this week. We have reached this week, ladies and gentlemen, 11,848 homes and schools. I know, I know. It's absolutely amazing. And the site is just clicked over 45,000 visitors. Thank you so much indeed for putting us at the forefront of your minds. It's really good. Now, it's time to check in with the gang and find out whether he's had his porridge yet and whether the socks are on the correct feet. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Pi Corbett. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Yes, socks on feet. I've had the porridge. We've got into a nice little routine here in the Corbett household. Up early. At first, we were doing a bit of lying in, to be honest, but we're up early. Uh, Bed is made. Um, Teeth have been done. Good wash. Porridge. And I've jotted down some reasons to be cheerful, first thing. It's still sunny, Russell, where we are. The aged aunt has been spoken to, but crispy. The little dog is in disgrace, ran out last night and wouldn't come back in. Very naughty, but got overexcited, I think, because up and down the road, everybody was clapping. And I don't know if any of the uh, listeners heard this or joined in. I know some of you will. I found it very moving. Uh, There was a we've got an elderly lady in our village who tottered out and gave a whoop. I've never heard her whoop before, but uh, it did feel very very much as if we were all part of the same community i thought it was very moving it was a lovely lovely thing to do and i hope some of you heard that i know you will have 
Um, and I gather, and Russell, I always need help with this. On Sunday, the clocks either go forwards or backwards spring forward fall backwards that's how i remember it spring forward clocks go forward one hour fall american word for autumn fall back one hour in the autumn time okay my wife says i'm going to lose an hour and i don't i where ah well you see at officially 2 a.m on sunday morning it suddenly becomes 3 a.m so all of a sudden that hour disappears that's the hour she's referring to but because you're asleep you probably don't notice you see it is to a poet this means nothing <laughs> because all, all i think of is well where's it gone it's a bit like people say when they come into school teachers say i've lost my voice i instantly start thinking where is it? Where's it gone? Is Where'd it under the it? fridge? Let's go and look for the voice. Let's go and look for the lost hour. Where would you find the lost hour? And what oh, happened in the lost hour? Indeed. So I, I, it doesn't it doesn't work for me that at all. I just she does something to the clock, and we're all fine. Fine. So I know it's all. I can't cope with the whole thing. David, how are you this morning? Good morning. Hi, I'm, I'm great, thank you. I'm just, what you're saying there about the clocks, I'm reminiscing about. Do you remember a boy in my class called Binyamin? Oh, yes, very well. Mm. Um, he, he wrote a story about being trapped in the hour wow. between two and three, and he couldn't get out. And uh, a real big adventure story. I think it was called The Runner in the end. Um, but it was an amazing story, amazing imagination. Um, so, yeah, it just reminded me of that and some really great ideas around even what you've just been saying there for people to work on over the weekend. Yeah, we've got a great uh, show in store. I'm just, again, looking at the globe. I, I, and I've been doing this 11, 12 years, Pi, and I still get very excited about yeah, that yeah. globe. Um, and, you know, the way I look at it is if, if it excites me, it's going to excite our young writers mm -hmm. and uh, to know that we've got visitors at the moment from Istanbul, China, Perth, um, Victoria, and, you know, a host of different places around the UK. And the Isle of Man is there as well. Um, we, we've got people all over. And I kind of think when, you know, when we're in classrooms, this is the equivalent of children being able to look in anybody's exercise books, writing books at any point in a, in a lesson and get, get some tips, magpie some ideas, mm -hmm. and then to be able to publish to a global audience. It's, true, it's truly amazing and exactly what this type of technology was built mm -hmm. for absolutely mm. brilliant it's so good as well and we are not leaving you over the weekend listeners there's plenty of things to do and pi will let you know but ian and i are back at three o'clock british summertime at three o'clock in the afternoon on sunday for an all request sunday radio show we're playing all your favorite tracks you can uh, uh, get in touch with us you can email us you can tweet us all through the radio blogging site just head back there at three o'clock in the afternoon on sunday and we will keep you company as you perhaps read through a book or just sit and relax i don't know it's a bit of snow forecast at the weekend across the uk so it might be a little chillier here than we expected but you can warm yourself by the radio with ian rocky and myself and speaking of ian good morning sir how are you i'm very well russell good morning everybody how lovely to be here it's been just the best week this week I've had such a wonderful time and it's been very proud as well for me, um, not just as a teacher, but as also as a broadcaster and as a head teacher. I'd like to give a big shout out this morning to all of the teachers and educators and parents who have been working with their children at home this week. We're all 
little bit of unprecedented times, but you've all worked incredibly hard and it's just been amazing. And I'm going to go straight into some shout outs because I want to get back to Pi because he is going to be on fire today. So first <laughs> of all, we've got Fiona Williams. Good morning, Fiona. She's saying hello from Oakwood Key Worker School in St. Albans. We've got Nayana. Hello there. Good morning. Thank you to all the lovely hosts who keep the children on their toes. Looking forward to the shows. My five-year-old, who is six today. Good morning. Happy birthday to you. Sits along with her elderly sister and listens. And also, here's one from Alison from Woodford Primary. Hi to all of you. Great writing. Keep it with your amazing efforts. Thank you. Albie and Harry. Uh, also supported by mum from Warren Road. And speaking of Warren Road, yes. our technical team have been on this. Yeah. Um, Warren Road Primary School from Orpington in Kent. Uh, they have contributed more posts than any other school, 59 so far, followed by Tadcaster Primary School in Yorkshire with 37. Ella, hi Ella, from Oaksey near Malms, Oaksey Primary near Malmesbury in Wiltshire, not far from us actually, has written seven posts this week. Alex from St Nicholas C of E in Kenilworth has written eight. And Heath, good morning Heath, that's one of ours from Westwood with Eiford Primary School, has written nine posts already this week. Wow. The, uh, okay. That deserved it, didn't it? Yeah, it, did. Absolutely, it, did. it absolutely did. Um, the, uh, the contact page, of course, you can click on the contactradioblogging.net and I can see that in front of me as well. Mrs. Ridge from primary, uh, Mrs. R from Ridge Primary School in Starbridge. Good morning. Thank you for getting in touch. We've got Krista as well. We've got Amelia. We've got Prisha. We've got Sachi. We've got Sebastian from Woodford School in Gloucestershire. We have got Joe from Tadcaster Primary. Vian, we've got Finlow and Connell from Tewkesbury. Anushka, Jake and Robin from Harrogate. Hayden and Harry from Ridge Primary School. Keep them coming in, but I think we ought to pass over to uh, Pi via Russell. Indeed. Indeed. We have a lovely warm-up activity for you, and it's time to play our first set of three games. It's time to play. It's game show time. Pi, it's all yours. Uh, Okay, so the first game, Ian, are you braced and ready? Because this is one of my favourites. And again, everybody who's listening, this is one that you can play at any old time. And it is quite a challenge both both ways around. What's going to happen is I'm going to start a story and say a sentence. And then Ian is going to give me a word that does not fit into it, uh, the the storyline that I'm telling. So I then have to take that odd word, the word that doesn't fit the wrong word, and use it in my second sentence. And then Ian is going to give me another word that doesn't really fit in. So you'll get the idea as we play it. So, Ian, my first sentence is going to be, once upon a time, there was a princess who had been trapped by her cruel father, the king, at the top of a tower. Now, your job, Ian, is to give me a word that really doesn't fit into that story at all, and I've got to try and use it. Pi, I'm going to go with ukulele. Day by day, the only thing that she had available to her in order to stop herself feeling sad was a ukulele that she played and played and sang and sang. Walnut. In the afternoon, she would stare out of the window, and there in the distance, at the very edge of the forest, was a huge and beautiful walnut tree. Bicycle. 
Now, one day when she was staring out of the window, she noticed a young man riding along on a bicycle, which he leant against the tree. And to her amazement, he began to climb up and up the walnut tree. Village. Now, she recognized this young man because he came from a local village. And many times when he had ridden past her, the castle, he had turned and waved to her up at the top of the tower. Pineapple. Now, one of the most amazing things about this young man was <laughs> that, that his ha hair looked like the top of a pineapple. I think we better stop there. Oh, Everybody... I, a... oh well done. Well done. Every... Everybody's got the idea. It's a fantastic game. You can play it the other way round, of course, where your partner has to give you the right word. I mean, you try and fit that in. But I think playing the wrong word is a rather good game. So that's our first little offering for you folks. Good one to play. Uh, you can play that at school, play it at home, play it in the evenings. Now, my second one involves Brightstorm. Now, the Brightstorm twins, Maudie and Arthur, they are uh, explorers. They sail on the uh, skyship Aurora, which is captained by Harriet Culpepper. And we'll hear from Vashti talking about her wonderful, wonderful books uh, later on. But the game we're going to play, Ian, imagines Maudie falling asleep. And in each sentence, you have to use the word because. OK, so <clears throat> I'll start us off. Maudie fell asleep on the skyship because I mean, you have to give me why she fell asleep and and then i and use the word because as well so you, you do the next bit because she fell asleep because she was exhausted Mordy was exhausted because she had been chased by sky pirates I mean, she had been chased by yeah. sky pirates because she had taken some of their loot Mordy had taken some of their loot because Harriet Culpepper needed to buy fuel for their skyship. Harriet Culpepper needed to buy fuel for their skyship because the tank was empty. The tank was empty because they had travelled so far from home into the bleak northern landscapes. They had travelled so far from home into the bleak northern landscapes to explore what was out there. And on we go. I think everybody's got the idea, the because game, and you bounce it backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And strangely, as you could hear, we were beginning to develop a little bit of a story uh, between us with very little effort. Now, the next game, and <clears throat> Russell, can you be ready with the sound effects for this? One of us is going to uh, uh, fall off their perch, I have no doubt. This is imagining that Audie and Arthur on the uh, skyship Aurora with Harriet and the crew, they are sailing through the, la uh, through the landscape, uh, not sailing, they are flying through the landscape and it starts snowing. And what we're going to do is a word race. Now, the idea of the word race is as fast as you can, you come up in this instance, it's going to be a verb and it's going to end in ing. So the snow came falling. And then, Ian, you're going to go drifting and I'll go swirling. And we keep generating as many verbs as we can think of 
which describe how the snow falls. So the snow came falling, drifting, twirling, curling, whirling, flying, twirling, whooshing, swooshing, covering, smothering, coating, transforming, enveloping, crystallizing, splattering, freezing, galloping, dropping, charging, turning. <laughs> oh, that was it. Oh, lost out there. Oh, dear. Pie Corbett one, Ian Rocky nil. <laughs> <laughs> so that, folks, is a um, very special little game for generating words. And actually, when you're on top of your game, you can sometimes come out with a huge number of different verbs. And we are now at a really exciting moment because... We're going to hear in a moment um, uh, Vashti Hardy talking uh, about her writing. I absolutely love her books. We haven't talked much, have we, Russell, about reading? But reading, if you want to be a writer, you've got to read an enormous amount. And uh, what I love about reading is that it takes me off into another world. Uh, I can't fall asleep without having a book beside me. And I think... Bring back the bedtime story. I think we all need a bedtime story. I read to myself every night. My mum and dad read to me. I was very, very lucky. We were read to every night. And that gave me a, a joy that has lasted the whole of my lifetime. And when I stumbled on Bright Storm, which, as I said earlier, is about Arthur and Morty, Bright Storm, the twins, and their father, who is a daring explorer, has apparently died in a failed attempt to reach the South Polaris uh, but uh, the twins uh, go off to see whether or not this is actually true. And then in the follow-up book, Dark Whispers, another bright storm adventure. Uh, and she's also written another one called Wild Spark. And this is an author I'm very comfortable with, very happy with. Um, they are cracking yarns. They are great adventures. And if at home you haven't had these as a bedtime story um, or if you're a, a, an independent reader, but I think it's lovely to be read to. I love being read to uh, and I'm incredibly ancient. So I think the idea of bedtime story now or a story after lunch every day is a superb one that we should we should encourage everybody to do. But Russell. When you met Vashti, what were you talking about? Oh, an enormous amount. I'll play that interview in just a second. We are live across the planet, listeners. It is 11 minutes to 10. And this is what Vashti had to say. I loved it. Slapping like sodden leather. It just kind of, I was trying to work out how these creatures, what, you know, these strange, what their skin was like and what they sound. And they, they live in this very wet, sort of humid, um, watery environment. And they're... they're airborne creatures so it kind of uh, it kind of seemed to work for me but the word choice there so that's quite particular isn't it yeah definitely definitely i think especially when you're writing when you're writing fantasy you're trying to evoke um pictures in the imagination of the reader as as clearly as possible with um the the, the fewest words really the best choice of words to do that so i'm always kind of searching all the time and uh, for the right way to describe things to make it feel real and um, a bit cinematic, I guess. 
and you've certainly done that for me um what about new words Excellent. now um um uh, jk does lots of this in her harry potter uh, series of books making up brand new words that have never existed before what's your thoughts on that yeah i think that's really fun to do and often i find if you take something that um has a sense of being familiar in in our world and you give it a little twist or change then the reader knows that they're in a fantasy world but it also they can make sense of what it is so for example in the world of fright storm and dark whispers they um they have a uniscope and binoscopes now that's a telescope and binoculars really as we would think of them but calling it a uniscope but the reader can put put that together themselves and work out from the description what it is also they don't refer to hours in um in time they call them chimes in the world of brightstorm so you can take little things like that um which aren't necessarily making up a whole new word for something but um it's taking something from reality and making it a little bit different and unusual and fantasy-like. I've loved it. Absolutely loved it. Thank you so much indeed for sharing that very special passage with us. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. Vashti Hardy, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you so much for chatting. It's been a, been a pleasure. This is radioblogging.net. Okay, so we'll hear the passage that Vashti read aloud. And those of you who got the book Dark Whispers, we're going to be on page 158.59. I love that bit about making words up. I thought that was really interesting. Let's go to our first activity. Everybody's pretty much familiar with the Padlet now. Um, so if you look, scroll down, everyone, if you can see from Aurora, which is the name of the skyship, I can see. And we've got a picture there. Uh, looks like London to me. We've got the Thames weaving round. But you can imagine anything uh, from <clears throat> the skyship. If you were on board, what would you see? And in order to join in, if you're new to the show, what we do is in the bottom left hand, uh, right hand corner, you can see a circle with a plus mark on it. You click on that and a little box comes up. You pop your name in. I'm doing it now. And then you write down for this one. What would you see if you were an explorer on a skyship? Perhaps you're a member of the crew and the captain Harriet Culpepper is cracking the whip and you're uh, over a great landscape. Now, it could be a city landscape. It could be a jungle landscape, could be mountains, could be... Remember, these are fantasy books, so you can make things up. Um, I, and all we need is images, ideas, and use that to, I can see. Uh, so I can see an image. This is the one that I'm doing now. I can see an image of clouds captured in the river. I'll read you some other ideas that I've got. I can see the fingertips of clouds as we glide on the wind. I can see a chunk of the sun peeping through clouds as hot as peppered curry. I can hear clouds of sheep far below bleating the graze on the grass. I'm breathing deep and sniffing the scent of raindrops. I can gaze at the people who cling to the earth on the fields like pocket handkerchiefs. I can see a river snaking into the distance. 
I can see tall towers on lonely hills. So what can you see when you filled it in? Then I think I'm right in saying, David, you just click on anywhere on that picture. Is that correct? That's right. Yes. So once you've filled it in, just um, click uh, on a space on the picture and that will send it through. I get an alert and I can then approve it uh, as it comes through. So over the next few minutes, that's what I'll be doing. Um, loads coming through already, which is fantastic. So I'll keep approving them for listeners, for you to be able to see them. You'll just need to refresh them and don't stop at one. You know, get some more ideas coming in. And it's a good idea, I think, if, you know, do pop one or two up on the Padlet. Already I can see some. But as David was saying, during our sessions, always have your notebook by you, have your writing journal by you, so that you can write a lot. But potentially, you've got a whole poem here, a whole list poem of things that you can see, uh, maybe things that you can hear, things that perhaps you can taste, you can touch. What's it like traveling on a on a skyship what can you see as you peer over the edge and already i've got stefan coming in he can see a crooked sparkling river in a colossal busy city come on stefan let's get another one done arlo saying hi there uh, uh, yeah oh he says can we get on with an exercise we're into it arlo we're on it i can see an image of clouds captured in the river i can see a very long lake use your imagination folks let it absolutely fly. What can you hear? What can you see? Create a landscape in your imagination and jot it down. Let's have some music, Russell, while people are putting their ideas up. You certainly can. You have uh, two minutes and four seconds, everyone. Off you go. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9.30 a.m. Okay, so they're coming in really, really fast. Catherine, I can see a delicious Knickerbocker glory hovering above the abandoned city. Wow, what an interesting idea. I can see, what else have we got? From Aurora, I can see a lighthouse guarding the coast. Um, that's from Jake, who's 10. Anna, I can see lights flickering as a city sleeps. Oh, that gives me an idea for the city sleeping and eyelids flickering. I can see the eyelids of the city lights flickering as it sleeps. Love that one. Mrs. McCalmont, that is Kim. Uh, hello, Kim, the dog whisperer. Scattered shining ponds like silver sequin confetti. Lovely, lovely idea. Poppy, skyscrapers as big as oak trees. Uh, Pikachu, the Millennium Falcon. I can see an image of clouds captured in the river. That was my one, and I loved it. I just want to say a quick hello to some schools while you're still writing. Get lots of ideas up there. Jot more down in your notebooks to edit later on. A uh, quick hello to Joseph Cash School. Aya, nine today. Happy birthday to you. Intake School, Sarah Cooksley, Daisy, the Commander, Commander Froggart, Mrs. Stubbs and her walnuts. Isn't it interesting how schools and classes are called all sorts of things this morning we've got walnuts with us and we may well also have buzzards with us from widey or widdy turn furlong mrs burton gardener's class langham village school hello there warston's year six mrs g's class Farrell juniors castle newham and cat edwards st john's um mrs homer and p7 lots and lots of different schools joining in 
Miss Wood, I can see a river snaking, pine trees shivering in sink from the wind, a tiny otter scrambling on the shore, the bubbles of fish and one lone sailboat. Louisa, a sleek river slinking, love that alliteration, through illuminated patches of darkness. Love that use of the word illuminated. I can see that picture in my head. Hello, Joshua. Archie and Daddy, I can see a slithering river snaking itself across the land, a patchwork quilt of lands connected, a fiery sunset burning brightly. Stefan, we've already had you read out aloud, and hopefully you're pressing on with uh, writing more. So we've got that Padlet going, and it's absolutely rocking and rolling. Let's move into, Russell, Activity 2. Now, the idea of Activity 2 is quite simple. What sort of magical object would you take with you if you were a traveller aboard a skyship? Now, you're allowed some magical equipment. And there I have, if you scroll down, you can see the second padlet with uh, a cloak. And that is an invisibility cloak. So I've been making a list of magical objects that I would take on a journey if I was an explorer traveling to far lands with Mordy and Arthur. If I was a crew member... I would take and remember Vashti was talking about inventing and using new words. I would take with me a chime clock, a levitating toad. Now, I don't know what of what use a levitating toad would be, but it just popped into my mind that a toad in my pocket might be quite a useful, friendly little pet. And it may be handy at some point if the toad can levitate. I don't know why I might be able to see over a wall or something like that. Other ideas I've got, a ring of silence, a phone that speaks to animals. Now, that word phone, I need to do what Vashti is so good at. I need to come up with a slightly different fantasy uh, um, name for it. So something like a name speaker that talks to animals. I would take a net for catching storms. I would take a heater that is powered by lightning. I would have a uniscope that can see as far as eternity. What magical equipment would you take with you? Get it onto the Padlet. And Russell, again, I think we need a little bit of music to give people time to get their ideas up for their magical equipment. And remember, be inventive, be creative. And if you can, create new fantasy terms for things and make it much more exciting because we're creating a new world. And I'm putting one of mine up now. Russell, I think we need some music. Yes, and I, th I indeed mm. and do. But I thought you were going to come to me on all of the days that you haven't come to me for a contribution. I have one ready. And mine okay. is a telescopic Twix, a never-ending chocolate snack bar. A telescopic Twix. That would be a wonderful thing. Uh, it makes me think of those never-ending purses and bags mm. or, or in stories or the bags that you have or a rucksack that you have where if you put one thing in, you can take two out. Yes, I, I like that. Yes, and I think if you were on a spaceship, uh, a skyship, I think also you've got the terrible danger you might fall off, of course. Mm. So part of your magical equipment, you'd have to have something or other that would help you uh, fly or parachute down and land safely i think that would would have to create something along those lines wouldn't we jetpack trainers there we are two in one it's a two for one friday pie 
You're rocking and rolling, Russell. I know, indeed. Shall Time. We? Yeah, let's get some music in now. Uh, yeah, listeners, it's three minutes past ten and we couldn't get to Friday without some banana splits. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. Oh, I couldn't get to Friday without some banana splits. Do you remember those days, Pi? Do you remember those days? I do indeed, yes. It got my foot tapping. Look at this. We've got Liz is going to take a bottomless bag of emergency first aid, including replacement mechanical parts for humans. That idea of, of mechanical parts for humans, that reminds me of another great, great story, Cogheart. I don't know if any of our listeners have read Cogheart. There are three or certainly three in that series. Um, and that series also features sky ships. But it features mechanimals, animals that are that are mechanical. So, and if you like your Brightstorm uh, series, you are definitely going to enjoy Cogheart as well. Harriet, I love the idea of iridescent pixie dust, and I would take a mind-reading unicorn horn. Wow, I love that idea. I would take a duplicating ruck stack. Here's Gracie, uh, full of my magical equipment. Yes, indeed, you would need that. Imogen, I would take an ever-filling bowl of food of my choice. Mm, yes. Holly, I would take with me a magical speed gurg, which apparently is a drink, and I love the way that you have made up uh, a word there. And Caleb from Tadcaster, secrets in the curl of a Lassarapso's tail. I don't know if that's real, or I don't know if you've made that up, but either way round, it's speaking to me. Ah, Macy, a cloak. The creepy cloak, the falling leaves, the windy days, but not a breeze. His cloak as black as the night sky. I love that, Macy. What you've done there, of course, is you've taken the image of a cloak and into your mind has popped this lovely little piece of writing to capture what it looks like. Dev, Dev's been on before, I know. Hello, Dev. A cloak hides the person from the blinding, bright light of the sun. So the uh, podcast, the pad- that are filling with lots of ideas and Russell moving at a pace. This takes us straight into the next one, which is an explorer's bag. So under the padlet, everybody, if you look straight under the cloak padlet where you've been putting your magical ideas, you can see a, a an orange rectangle and just click on that rectangle. Let me go going down now under the magical ones, click on the rectangle in Explorer's bag. And this is uh, um, building on what we have just been speaking about. Now, we've got some images there, which um, are going to hopefully be helpful in terms of triggering off ideas uh, for you all. And I'll read out my piece of writing with just above those images. Six things found in a Skyship Explorer's rucksack. If you were traveling with Mordy on that skyship, what would you take in your rucksack? And let's continue this and be as creative as we possibly can. Here we go. These were my things that I've got. And I've written the ideas down, as you can see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Once you get going, folks, do write more. So here we are. I would take with me a wasp sting to startle unwary sky goblins. Two leather-bound books, one titled Skyship Navigation for Beginners and the other Wolves, Dragons and Other Beasties, Methods for Their Avoidance. A purse of never-ending wishes only to be used in an emergency. An atlas showing the ends of rainbows. A pair of 12-league boots in case of crash landing. 
a fur-lined cape the colour of rock for keeping warm in the winter and using as camouflage, if lost, in the mountains. Now, last time I did some work on this, um, I was with a class of children. They were year fives. And we wrote 16 things found in a hobbit's knapsack. So while everybody is thinking about their ideas, filling in the form and beginning to submit, I'll read you out what we came up with together. 16 things found in a hobbit's knapsack. Two fireflies in a jam jar to light the way. A book of myths and legends, though some would call them truths. A quill of wise words that writes runes to summon a thread of starlight. A silver pen that can only be seen by the light of the moon. Gandalf's pocket watch, where you spin the hands to turn time. An enchanted reed pipe for summoning a slither of moonlight to guide you in the darkness. A charmed recorder for fooling or hypnotizing your foe. A cauldron of wishes at the edge of an inquisitive mind. Homely hard cheese for a farless night. A flagon of never-ending water to quench any dwarf's thirst. A golden feather plucked from the finest eagle and a strip of slate forged in goblin mines to contact the nearest village using an ancient map of the misty mountains. The fang of a dragon to slay fleeing foe. A completely crystal dagger able to pierce through any armour and wound even the deadliest of creatures. A pair of relatively light boots which can endure months of crossing rivers, navigating woods and stumbling through seemingly endless caves and caverns. And finally, a steel-lined cape to protect you from fire, piercing blades and the strongest of incantations. So everybody, get your ideas down. You've got space for six there, but of course you can always add more on. So here we go. Get writing. And while you're writing, David, what's happening over with you in terms of the Padlets? How's it going? <laughs> Well, we have um, have two Padlets on the go at the moment. Uh, the first one, I think most people have finished writing on that. I'm still approving. We've the biggest response yet. Uh, we're looking at over 300 entries on that one uh, alone. So I'm just about finished approving those. Mm. Um, I've done a chunk on the second one. Uh, so yeah, really busy. The, the well, the busiest yet. It's been fantastic response and some lovely, uh, some lovely description. There was one that was just so simple, um, that just said, "I can see chimneys exhaling," and I love that line. Really nice. Mm. That really brings it alive, doesn't it? It, does. it makes it sound as if the the chimneys are people, and that creates atmosphere in the writing, doesn't it? That's and sometimes the simplest. Um, is the most effective, the most direct. It speaks to the reader. Sometimes if we use too many words, then it seems to muddle the reader. If we have lots and lots of adjectives, for instance, they all clash against each other and you can't quite see what's being described. Yeah. So it made it, I just say it made me feel mm. that the chimneys were tired. Mm. You know, there was a tiredness there of probably mm. doing their job 24-7 in the cold. Mm. It was a great, great image. Mm -hmm. Lovely idea. I'm looking at Charlotte here. She's going to take on her journey a sword of time, a mirror of understanding, and a small bag of remembrance. I love that idea of a bag of remembrance. So you could get your memories out and just remind yourself of some of the great things in your life. And if you were traveling a long, long, long way 
with Maudie and Arthur off on one of their great journeys, then you certainly would want to hold on to your memories uh, uh, as you're traveling. Ian, how are we doing? Uh, are you looking at the Padlets as well? Have you got some favorites there? I, I have been looking at the Padlets. I, I think the Padlets are, are amazing. And really, the, the, to have that much response in, in the course of a week has been absolutely quite incredible, really. There were things like glittering. I can see a glittering blue lake in the mm. distance. I can see countless ants busily crawling under broccoli stalks. I mean, mm. just fabulous stuff. Fabulous mm. stuff. And if I may, whilst I'm here, give a few shout-outs as well, because lots and lots of people have been in touch. Krista, hi to you, Krista. How are you this morning? We've got Madeline as well. Good morning to you. We've got Gracie, who is enjoying the sun. Benjamin from Warren Road who's having a great time. Ian Morris from St. Mary's Primary, good morning to you. We've got Teddy, who says, I love Vashti Hardy. She actually came to my school and she talked to me and the reading ambassadors. Well done. Thank you for getting in touch. Hopefully she'll be listening and she will remember that. I'm sure she will. Liz Williams, listening along in East Devon with George, loving the Bright Storm books, fun games. Thank you. Yes, we love the fun games too. It's a highlight of my day with Pi. Uh, Leisha, <laughs> it's her third time listening. Love the show so much because it inspires her. Teddy says, Vashti, if you do read the comments, I met you at Upton St. Leonard's and I was the boy who wrote you the poem. Oliver says, this is my fifth day listening. Hey, fifth day in a row, Oliver. Thank you. You've been a returning listener. We love returning listeners. Adrian, good morning, everyone. My second day today and I am loving it. That's from the uh, the contact Padlet. Jane, you were in touch this morning. You said you don't know how to get to the Padlet at the point of writing. If you go to the Today Show tab at the top, click on that and then there are instructions above each of the Padlets for you to be able to write. Mr. Morris from St. Mary's Primary Natural good morning. Sam and Rosie from Stone with Woodford School. Please say hello to all of our friends and teachers. I have done that. You are so welcome. Hannah has contacted us today. Please can you give a shout out to all the pupils at Bradfield Primary in West Berkshire. I'm a teacher there and I'm at home listening with my daughter. Thank you so very much indeed, Hannah. So many people getting in touch. Really, really lovely to hear from you. Do please continue to do so and we'll get as many in as we can. Pi, back to you. Okay, well, uh, those um, explorers are now packing their bags and thinking about all the things that they could take on them. Uh, on the sky ship as they uh, set sail. And now we've got a special treat. When Vashti was talking earlier, she was referring to something that she'd just read. And what I'd like to do in a moment, Russell, we're going to hear Vashti reading from Dark Whispers, which is the second Bright Storm adventure. And those of you who've got the book at home, it's on page 158 stroke 159. Uh, and we've got, <clears throat> it's at night, um, is it at night time? Yes, it's getting dark and um, Arthur is on his own and the dark whispers don't sound very pleasant. And interestingly, those of you who were with us yesterday will remember that Skater faced a dragon and we've got something very similar happening here. We've got a main character and a threat appears. So Vashti now is going to read from us uh, for us from Dark Whispers. This is radioblogging.net. My I'm Vashti Hardy and I'm the author of Bright Storm and Wild Spark and Dark Whispers, which came out recently. 
In Dark Whispers, well, Dark Whispers is named after a particular creature that you find in this world of the wide. And I'm going to read you a short extract from the book that gives you a hint at what these creatures might be. So here we go. A strange whispering sound filled the air, a soft, hushed murmur. What are they? I can't see. They're everywhere. Look, did you see the size of their claws? There was the shriek of wind as though something sliced through it at great speed. Arthur pressed his eye to the gap where he could see a narrow section of the scene above. A dark shape circled them, too fast to see. Heads whipped around in all directions, searching frantically. There's something out there. Then he saw it again. Then another. And another. Some sort of flying creatures circled them, their wings slapping through the air like sodden leather. It was too difficult to see in the thick gloom of cloud, but they were getting closer. Three? No, five. No, there were at least ten. Get below deck, someone yelled. They all ran for the hatch. Lovely reading. And you can see Vashti there building up the suspense. And the way in which she's doing it is rather clever. What she's done is instead of saying... Uh, introducing the the dark whispers immediately she delays it she slows it down she gives little hints little clues so that she doesn't reveal the whole creature straight away she doesn't say what are, she doesn't go what are they ooh there are the dark whispers and describe them immediately she just teases us something sliced that word something a great empty word because we don't know what it is so she's hidden it from the reader but just gives us little hints a dark shape circled them that's another empty word a dark shape an outline a silhouette so that we can't quite see what it is we can hear it we can hear something slicing through the wind we can hear a shriek of wind little tips some sort of, so there she's hidden it again, a flying creature circled them. And then we get a little clue, their wings slapping through the air like sodden leather. They sound sort of dragony uh, to me, but I need more information. And then that little passage just ends, get below deck, someone yelled. They all ran for the hatch. So my next challenge for you folks is, to click on where the orange rectangle that says Dark Whispers Continued, and there will be a page there for you to carry on. So this time, uh, you are with Arthur and Mordy, and the Dark Whispers are circling the skyship, and get below deck, someone yelled. They all ran for the hatch. But what is going to happen? Are the Dark Whispers... One of these dreadful creatures. Are they going to land? What happens to you? So you can got a good space there. Write your next chapter in the box below. Russell, I'm going to pass back over to you. Do you think we need uh, some music at this point in order just to give people time to start? 
I'll tell you what we'll do. Um, I'm going to read some shout-outs. That'll be a good thing. So start good writing, uh, folks, if you can. I want to say a very good morning to Mr. Clark, Mr. Andrew Clark, who is working with Freddie Year 6. He's the only Year 6 in school today. Uh, that must be lonely, but make the best of it and a great opportunity for a shout-out on the radio. If you're listening today, Freddie, thank you so much indeed, Mr. Clark, for that shout-out. Uh, loads and loads. Twitter is absolutely on fire this morning. A very good morning again to Mr. Hickman, who's been listening to lots of our shows hello to sue hardy dawson hello that name uh, rings a bell thank you so much for listening it's so good we're connecting with poets and creators across the planet it's a lovely i've really enjoyed this experience as well uh, good morning to rivers primary school and everyone who's there Les leslie robinson lorraine harrison hello good morning to you um and thank you so much for your tweets joe pierce who's a big super fan there as well um you've been really really with us and very kindly retweeting loads of stuff out as well don't forget to tell your friends as well hello to amy ward uh there's a nice photograph there of some uh young people doing some it's uh frankie uh thinking hard about maybe the same frankie who knows uh about what he's writing there as well uh vashti thank you so much indeed for your tweets she's really joining in so what i'd love to know what's it like listening to yourself on the radio i never listen to myself it's just ugh. Uh, but uh, what's it like listening to yourself i'd love to know um so let us know as well so usl primary school as well thank you for those tweets as well uh ian do you have any more shout outs yes i do russell thank you very much indeed so um i've got uh somebody saying here not no name oh yeah but beg your pardon there is a name at the end this is my first time it's quite fun and enjoyable when you're bored well i hope listening to us takes you away from that uh Vithusen, i hope i've pronounced that name correctly valencia hi i'm enjoying your show uh joe batten this morning morning gentlemen thank you for the reminder that the clocks go forward we may not have as much sleep but it means that we we'll one hour closer to russell and ian's sunday show how kind what a great show this morning i was planning on cooking but you've inspired me to read my book on this beautiful morning have a great weekend everyone joe thank you so much and thank you for listening in to us today uh keep contacting us of course you can use the contact padlet you can email radio uh radio blogging at gmail.com or you can get in touch with us via the text or via twitter and russell will read those out later thanks russell you're very welcome it's really good get in contact with us. we love there's nothing we love more than sharing your excitement and success with you live on air it's beautiful it's absolutely wonderful thank you so much again uh, again to everyone who's joined us this week it's been an amazing experience we really weren't quite sure uh, which direction it was going or whether this would chime nicely with you well clearly it has and and I hope you've enjoyed the learning experience. We certainly have as well. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9.30am. Next week, we've got Pod of the Day, which we're continuing. We've got the wonderful James Carter, Roger Stevens all the way from France, Liz Brownlee, and more. We'll be starting with James on Monday. We'll be thinking about metaphor on Monday and inventing new and creative ideas. One of the big excitements for next week is going to be Carl Nova, one of the new great writers. He's going to be doing some rapping with us, looking at peer pressure. We'll be working on in that session on rhyme. And then a real major treat. We've got SF Saeed, the person who wrote Varjak Paul, one of the great novels of our age. Many, many of you will have read that wonderful book. And SF will be joining us uh, we'll be reading a little bit uh, to us and talking about his own writing. 
over the weekend we've got a padlet that's coming up it will have a picture of a very very scary animal on it and over the weekend we'd like you to add descriptive sentences images to that padlet which we will share some of them when we get to monday but also get out your writing journals revisit some of the things that you started on or maybe bits that you've already popped up on the blog revisit them refine them add to them develop them so that gradually over the weeks you build up more and more pieces of writing substantial pieces of writing your poetry look at those little games we've played think about some of the things we've been looking at like name it using a touch of alliteration using images with like and as use detail in your writing so you're building up that repertoire as you go along and develop your writing so that on monday we will be here ready to rock and roll and we're starting off with james carter at the beginning of the week he is a musician that he's reading poetry to us some of you will have had james in school I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what you put on the Padlet over the weekend. So keep blogging, folks, and we'll see you on Monday. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. Pi, what have we got next? Well, um, we're going to have to run over time a little bit, uh, Russell, because everybody's been so enthusiastic. We've got so many uh, um, Padlet notes coming in, we can't keep up. But... Uh, folk at home and in school keep going with your dark whispers follow-up and that'll be fascinating for us to see and very intriguing if you don't if you haven't read the book then it'll be intriguing to write what you think happens next and then when you get the book you can see how close to the mark you were but we did have yesterday a lovely lovely reading by andrew fusek peters great poet and i thought we would use that today to start some writing that could run over uh, the weekend. So we've got a couple of things for the weekend. Russell, can we hear Andrew's poem? And in particular, when you're listening, everybody, listen for how he brings the city alive. So if Hello, have my Andrew. name is Andrew Fusette-Peters. I am a poet and author and photographer. Last night, I saw the city breathing. Last night... I saw the city breathing, great gusts of people rushing in and puffing out of stations, singing mouths. Last night, I saw the city laughing. Takeaways got the giggles. Cinemas split their sides and living rooms completely creased themselves. Last night, I saw the city dancing. Shadows were cheek to cheek with brick walls. Trains wiggled their hips all over the place. And the trees and the breeze put on a show for an audience of windows. Last night, I saw the city starving. Snaking Avenue smacked her lips and swallowed seven roundabouts. Fat office blocks got stuffed with light and gloated over empty parking lots. Last night, I saw the city crying. Cracked windows poured falling stars. And the streets were paved with mirrors. Last night, I saw the city sit down at last, armchairs cuddled up to warm human beings, and a million cups of tea made best friends with a million pairs of hands. Last night, I saw the city sleeping. Roads night-dreamed. Street lamps quietly boasted, When I grow up, I'm going to be a star. 
and the wind, like a cat, snoozed in the nooks of roofs. Wow, I love that poem. One of my favourites of Andrew's. And if you click on the City Jungle button, then you'll see uh, a poem that has many similarities. But just before we look at that, I want to say hello to Scarlet Rose. I can see a photo of you on Twitter holding your copy of Bright Storm. You're obviously a great fan. Hi there. I'm glad you're really enjoying the show. Right. So click on the orange button that says City Jungle. This is my poem, which I wrote a very long time ago. I'll read it to you, and then I'll tell you how I did it. Rain splinters town. Lizard cars cruise by, their radiators grin, thin headlights stare. Shop doorways keep their mouths shut. At the roadside, hunched houses cough. Newspapers shuffle by, hands in their pockets. The gutter gargles. A motorbike snarls, dustbins flinch. Streetlights bare their yellow teeth. The motorway's cat-black tongue lashes across the glistening back of the tarmac night. So I've done something very similar to Andrew. I've tried to bring the city alight. I remember writing that. I was upstairs. Um, it was nighttime. I was looking out over the city and the rain was coming down and it all seemed a little bit ominous, a little bit scary. So the challenge is this. Can you write something similar? Now, you could use the image that we've got there. So all you do is you pick out an object. So you pick out a lamppost and then you bring it alive. Pretend, as Andrew was doing and as I've been doing, pretend that it's a person. What might it do? So you could say lamppost stoop down and tickle the dog's chin. And then you choose something else that you can see, a bus. So instead of the bus um, going along, traveling along, let's bring it alive as if it was some sort of animal. What might it be doing? I think those buses are prowling. A bus prowls the darkening streets. That makes it sound a bit like a scary uh, dark whispers type creature. So you could use that city landscape. Um, let's give, let me give you another example. We've got there... Um, some doorways. So what might a doorway be doing? Bring it alive as if it was a person. Personification, it's called. So doorways might yawn. Doorways might open their greedy mouths and swallow shoppers. So pick out some details and then bring them alive with personification. Uh, you could try a thin poem, which is basically exactly what I've written there. It is thin. Choose your words very, very carefully. Now, if you want to take... Mordi and Arthur and the Skyship, the Skyship into a totally different setting, that's fine. I'm going to imagine that they've landed in the back garden here. I'm looking outside. And again, to use personification to build a description of the setting and bring it alive, playfully, all I've got to do is look out of the window. What do I see there? First thing I can see is a gate. Right, what is the gate going to be doing? So let me have a think about this. The gate... Um, it's got, it's, I've got to bring it alive in some way. Pretend it's like a creature or like a person. The gate. The gate. It could swing open, but that doesn't quite sound good enough. The gate growls as it shuts. So I've made it sound like an angry dog. And already the atmosphere is a little bit scary for the explorers on the skyship. 
So take your skyship into the city, into the countryside, into a fantasy setting, and then begin to build a description by picking out the details and personifying them. And that work you can carry on over the weekend, blog up for us so that we can see that, and we'll read a few out on Monday morning, Russell, when we start. And just below that, we're setting you a weekend challenge. Now, the weekend challenge is a dragon description, and I can see that already we have some big dr dragon descriptions coming up uh, on the Padlet. Use that over the weekend because next week, Russell, is going to be exciting for us. We have, I believe I'm right in saying, we certainly got Carl Nova, the great um, poet, um, who will be rhythmically rhyming for us. We've got Carl, we've got Liz Brownlee, Roger Stevens, um, we've got James Carter on Monday, and I think I'm right in saying, Russell, we've got S.F. Saeed, the writer of Varjak Poor. Now, a lot of children at home and in school will know the novel Varjak Poor. It's a very, very popular one. And SF will be joining us, reading uh, to us, but also um, he will be interviewed as well about his writing. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to next week. And I think next week, as dragons are so popular, we might do some non-fiction work with dragons inventing different types of dragons we might do some instructions for dragon hunting so all sorts of possibilities next week my mind is buzzing with it but before we end the show russell i really want to thank vashti um, for joining us i want to thank all the children for joining us those of you at home who are taking part and enjoying our, our work together and of course those of you in school a big shout out to all the teachers who are in school and the children who are going in everybody the teaching assistants everybody who's working together there so dark whispers continue vashti's uh, writing you've got the city jungle we're leaving you with to personify and then the weekend challenge your description of a dragon lots and lots to do Russell, have you had a good day? Oh, like you can't believe. Uh, thank you so much indeed, uh, Pi Amazing. Uh, a couple of authors also on the list next week. Roger Stevens, he's going oh, to yes. be here. And Lucinda Jacob uh, reading I Am. So there's so much, hundreds of reasons uh, to tune in again next week. Another full week of fabulous radio show. Uh, David, how's it going on the site this morning? It's been, it's been our busiest yet. Um, we've got a team of people who are um, approving blog posts and going through those. Uh, one little tip I would like to give the uh, listeners is to keep track of your blog post. And once that's been approved, you will see on the homepage, if you scroll down, something called a tag cloud. And I've spoken a little bit about that this week. But you will see when you've uh, added your name to your form when you submit your blog post, um, that is, in essence, a tag tag and so you'll be able to find your name in the tag cloud and you can then see if they've had any comments you can reply to other people to other people's comments they've left for you and you can leave comments on other people's blog posts because remember there's that graphic that says quality comments uh, we would love you to be leaving each other comments using the one two three those nine words um, and again all of those will be approved by a team member here and we've even got some volunteers who are going to be working hard leaving some comments as well over the weekend and over the hours after the show um just uh, I'd, i've picked up a couple of things i would like to or a couple of posts i'd like to read out if i may 
Um, we've got uh, one by Lily who said, in my backpack lives. And there's some lovely things. She's got six things here. A single scale of a dragon to guide me to the end of the world. A single leaf to protect from flaming hot fire. A feather from a phoenix to protect the people of the world, kind or evil. The talon of an eagle to tame dragons. Golden glitter to bring the earth happiness. And finally, a portal to take me to different worlds. I love that. That's fantastic. And one of the Padlets, or another one, you know, talking to Pi earlier about keeping things simple as well. Uh, this one from Sue about what she would take with her. She would take a compass of truth. And I love the idea of that. Mm -hmm. um, giving you a direction of where truth might be or an indication from somebody when somebody's saying something. Um, I love that idea. But some wonderful, wonderful examples coming through. Keep them going and um, don't stop over the weekend. We've got resources there. If you want to write your own blog post, you can do. Mm -hmm. um, and again, we can look at those over the weekend, have them approved and hopefully get some comments. Brilliant. We are live, of course, listeners. It's just coming up to 25 minutes to 11. This show will be available for you to listen again. It'll be available from the homepage and then each day listeners we take the audio from the show and put it into the show archive so you can click on the main site click on there and pick up tuesday's show and hear everything that pi said and go through the exercises read what folk wrote that day and basically you've got a ready-made lesson there an hour long at least an hour long our timekeeping is appalling i have to say and that's because our show is bursting it's bursting with creative writing absolutely amazing i've just heard from vashti she's listening and i love the way we're connecting live and she says such an amazing writing task on radio blogging i love this show bringing young writers around the globe together thanks so much for doing a bright storm friday and she thanks you personally pi loved being a part of it brackets this is my favorite bit a bit weird hearing myself on the radio russell note to self um less honestly vashti didn't notice it you sounded gorgeous jane hunter hello to you thanks for listening daniel smith hello thank you so much indeed uh it's amazing all of these shout outs ian final shout outs from you what have you got yeah thanks very much indeed russell i've got harvey this morning i've got daria from christ the king school i've got madeline um i've also got scarlet rose from abbey mead primary we've got christopher rayon we've got harrison as well we've also got jake and robin who are this morning working very very hard so many people have been in touch but i also wanted to say um as a head teacher of a of a primary school i have been massively impressed with the hard work that has been put in this week by all of our children and young people all around the globe you should feel very very proud of yourselves indeed the quality of the writing has been absolutely superb and it has been a real privilege to sit here to give your shout outs but also to read the wonderful posts and comments and submissions that you've been adding to our blog please please continue to do so and just one little thing that i was talking about with with deputy mitchell uh, just last night was don't forget to, to also concentrate on your punctuation because, of course, this is a writing activity and we must make sure that we punctuate it very, very well. That will lift the quality of your writing even further. But huge congratulations to everybody 
It's been really, really lovely to be a part of this uh, this week, and I can't wait for next week. But also, I'm looking forward to Sunday, Russell, and being on air with you. Indeed. Thank you so much. And just a quick reminder before we go, listeners, Ian and I are hosting a fabulous All Request Sunday live show on the radio blogging site just to relax you into next week and keep you on our website. So just head across to radioblogging.net and at three o'clock on Sunday, you can hear our live All Request. Lots of music in that show. Uh, We don't apologise for that. It's a fabulous show. We're playing your favourite tunes as well. Well, hasn't the time gone quickly? I can't believe this. 22 minutes to 11. Pulse sating show hope you've enjoyed it so have a lovely weekend whatever you're doing stay safe be careful wash those hands enjoy yourselves and remember to keep blogging we have just put a weekend blogging tasks button on the website you might need to refresh that um, don't do that just yet wait until we finished and come off there uh, just refresh your site and then you'll be able to see the weekend blogging tasks we want to keep you blogging and keep you busy with lots of tasks so a very very happy weekend from pi corbett deputy mitchell ian rocky and myself Russell Prue. Thanks so much for listening. You've been a fabulous audience and we've loved having you. Thank you. Yo, yo, what up? This is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9:30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. Oh, yeah.